It's time for Who Watch, Time and Relative Blackness in Space. It's Bayana and Robin coming to you live from the Time Vortex. We've lost Connie somewhere in time and space, but we hope to find her by next week. Today, we're discussing episode three of Doctor Who season 10, Thin Ice. In this episode, the Doctor is 2,000 years old, Bill is blackity black, 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 and Nardole is very, very cross. Yes. Um, let's just, I mean, I have so many thoughts. Let's just jump in. Lots of thoughts. So many thoughts. <laughs> when I was like texting you... Like, as soon as it started, well, you would, you know, we even did this the day before because you had been like, guys, I think this episode's gonna, gonna do a thing. And we were like, is it gonna do a thing? Is it? Is it gonna really do a thing? It reminds me of um, our first episode when we were like, cautiously optimistic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I was like on high alert of cautiously optimistic. I'm still, yeah, I'm still like, I'm cautious. And also, optimistic. more optimistic, <laughs> less cautious, more optimistic. Still uh, a little cautious. Still, still cautious. We'll get there. Um, we'll get there. Let's start with some like basic stuff. So this episode also had like a lot of callbacks to earlier episodes, um, and I think like the most obvious one, and it's less of a callback and more just it was similar, um, was the Beast Below from season five, which was kind of it was the same kind of thing. Like there's this big monster alien thing although it wasn't really clear we never figured out whether or not the um thing in the river was an alien or just a really large monster right because i like, have things about that yeah which is i think is a fine yeah we, yeah. Should, we should talk about that but yeah so it was like a similar kind of premise to that but then also the fires of pompeii like i was reminded of that because um kind of the interactions between the doctor and bill reminded me a bit of like the the interactions between the doctor and Donna um especially the moments where like Bill is kind of coming to this realization that it's not all fun traveling with the doctor and you know we had in the last episode like we had killer robots but I think that because they were in the future and like on a different planet there's like so many other things to kind of like keep it exciting and they were kind of like versus like as opposed to like joining into the goings on you know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. I, th- no, I mean, I guess it's the same thing, but I, I was going to say, um, and I want you to keep going, but, like, I think it's really interesting mm-hmm. because I did really catch the beast below, but I didn't get the references to the fires of Pompeii until I saw your notes, and I was like, oh, yeah, and, like, in the be- especially the beginning of the episode is where I really felt that fires of Pompeii callback. Where, like, suddenly she's like, oh, shit, like, this is real, like, this is, and then especially when you bring in, like, the fact that they're in the past... And she's trying to, she's like, okay, what can I influence? And like, what can I, what do I have to leave alone? Like, how fragile is time? And like, can we do something? And then like, you say we can do something, then let's do something. You know what I mean? And trying to like, 
reason with the doctor, but also still trying to get past it, just thinking of traveling with him as amazing. Like, it's also terrible, and there are, like, really sad and things not, that happen and dangerous things. it's not vacation the way that I right. think most companions start off thinking of it as, like, oh, we're going to go have fun, and there is that moment where the doctor's like, I don't have the luxury of grief. I don't have the luxury of anger. Mm-hmm. I have to move on. I have to make a decision and keep going. And then Bill has to say, okay, in order to travel with him, I also don't have the luxury of getting stuck in this, like, horrific, like, you know what I mean? I can't mm-hmm. let my, like, my emotions paralyze me because things things are moving, you know? So, Right. Exactly. So then the other episode that it reminded me of, um, and I'm glad that they did it, it reminded me of the beginning of the Shakespeare Code, which is uh, season three. So that's the first episode where Martha Jones, our other black companion, goes into the past. Right. Um, and I felt like they handled that in this episode way better than they handled it in, in the Shakespeare Code, which is also one of my favorite episodes. I just might add, I really love that episode. But the way that they like brushed off Martha's race in that episode was really frustrating and like felt fake and like didn't feel realistic versus in this one there's like much more of an acknowledgement of like the danger that bill is in like not even counting the aliens the possible aliens and time and all that kind of stuff like literally she's in the past and she's black so that's she's not safe right um and i think that acknowledging that and really saying it as opposed to just being like a a thing that was written off like oh no it'll be fine look there's black people walking over there versus right. like saying in this one like yeah it is dangerous i'm not really sure how to make it not dangerous there are other people of color here that's cool but like it's still clear that You're... she's not in a space that's like safe for her and i think too the other thing that i really liked about that um how they did it differently in two ways is i feel like in the shakespeare code it was like two or three black girls or black people walk by and Mark, and we're just supposed to infer from that then like, okay, Martha's not in danger of being like sold into slavery, even though she totally was in danger right. of being kidnapped and sold into slavery. My, but like my dude. having the doctor say, you know, um, history is whitewash. I was like, damn, they really went there because there's, um, One of my favorite Tumblrs is uh, Medieval POC, and it shows, like, people of color in medieval times. And this isn't obviously medieval times, but it does go a long way of saying, like, our people of color have always been there. It's just a matter of, like, Mm -hmm. representation and being shown and Bill being like, I didn't know the past was this black. Like... And it's true. We hear about... Like, when we study the past, we hear about slavery... And then so and civil rights. And I don't know exactly what it's like in um, Britain, like historical classes or whatever, but it seems to be probably the same thing where you hear about like subjugation and then like and then we all came to our senses and everything's equal and fine now. Right. And it's like there was always people of color moving around, just like in the whole history of American slavery, there were free 
black people moving around, but it was dangerous. Mm-hmm. And you had to have your, like, reminds me a little bit of Kindred. Like, you had to have your papers on you. You had to, like, you, you had to know where you could go and who you could talk to and, like, where and when you would be okay. And mm-hmm. and I, I just really liked, it was one line, and they did, and they got back into the plot, you know, and it wasn't, the episode wasn't about that, but in that one line, like, you did get, like, I don't know. It was just, it made me actually go and, like, look up, like, it was like, I was like, did a POC, it was that, and then also the fact that Bill said low-key, which I was like, did a person yeah, of color I was, Yeah, I was wondering if, like, there was a person of color who wrote this or was, like, in the writer's room or who, like, right. influenced um, it in was, any kind of way. But also, like, I also, like, I think that, I don't know. I, I'm glad that they also then brought it up at the end right. um, with Sutcliffe and, like, showing racism right just saying it is one thing and it, and it does like i think also the way that the doctor reacted was also i don't know it, like it it validated bill's fear versus like i don't know i think the 10th doctor was really excited to just like be you know he's chilling mm-hmm. off so he's like oh no look there's black people we're cool let's go shakespeare you know versus like the 12th doctor he like really stopped and was like oh shit you're right okay this is going to be a different thing. And then when Sutcliffe comes comes through and has like a real like visceral, like racist ass reaction, then the doctor's like, oh, what you're not going to do. <laughs> um, and right. so I think that bringing it back towards the end and having that tie into the plot and actually like matter um, mm-hmm. was I think that was really important. I also think, too, that it showed that the doctor, like, I mean, the doctor did say explicitly this episode that he's 2,000 years old, but it also showed, like, one thing I got from um, the Shakespeare Code was, like, well, the doctor's traveling around all the time, so he is not even, like, to him, he's not shocked by that, like, and I'm also thinking about, like, the family of blood, where, I mean, he's not the doctor then, but, like, he's not swayed by racism it's like he he fits in very easily but he also doesn't he like doesn't, say anything right that's right? what i'm saying like he that's fits in very thing. easily and he doesn't like it doesn't seem like he is empathetic of what martha is going through or the are the microaggressions that come against her or whatever and then this one it was like oh no the doctor is modern like he is he's traveling around and yeah he goes my back dude to the is past, like what an but, ally needs to be versus the like 10th doctor was like Oh, I'm down with. I'm cool with black people and like yeah. they're great and like and that's all. I, that's equality. all you need to know. And then shit actually goes down. And he's like, hmm, that's interesting. I'm just gonna go <laughs> look at that wall. That's a nice wall. It's a nice color too. Also, um, yeah, you know, real smooth. Interesting. <laughs> Something happened, Martha. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't notice. What? I was. I was looking. I at the didn't wall. catch that. The wall. Right. It's really nice. Rose would have also appreciated this wall, by the way. <laughs> I don't know why you're not paying attention to the wall. Rose would have really appreciated but it. Yes. This color? Rose with her nice blonde hair, Martha. Martha, do you have mm-hmm. I told you about Rose? Do you know about Rose, Martha? She would know exact she would know exactly why I like this wall so much. <laughs> but you're good, right? Yeah. You're good. You're awesome. Good. It's past. Let's, it's let's, over now. Let's move on. Time and space. <laughs> yeah i mean so yeah i really appreciate that i also want to just say point out r.i.p pete right you know 
And he reminded me of Rory a little bit. He's only mentioned. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know Pete. But I was like, oh damn, he, he doesn't exist, exist anymore. Damn, he never existed. I know someone who. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> he's somewhere with Roman Rory. Aw, Rory. Rory got treated so bad. Ugh. <laughs> Rory got treated so bad. Rory died like three my episodes dude died in a row. Like, my, da- my dude died like ten times. <laughs> but like in a row though. Like three episodes. <laughs> I was watching season I was like, watching season five and I was like, okay, so this is a third he's I'm like, he's not even a like a, a actual main character. He's a recurring character who has died three times. <laughs> My dude. And the last time, he doesn't even exist. He doesn't even exist. That's the thing. Damn. Rory died twice. And then on the third time, they were like, you know what? This dying thing got old. We're going to erase you from existence. You just. Yeah. Oh, that girl you're going to marry? Oh, yeah. She don't remember you. It's over. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, damn. Um, yeah, I really enjoy. I really enjoy the long Pete joke. I like a good joke that, that spans. I really liked the. I don't know. I feel like, okay, two things. I feel like there should, like, hashtag Bill questions needs to be a thing and that it should trend every week. Like, I just feel like Bill's questions are now becoming... There's so many good ones. Yeah, and they're becoming, like, the thing that I'm, She like, even started. I feel like her first... I feel like the first thing she said in this episode was, I have questions. Right. Or, like, close to the first thing she said. She was like, I have questions. <laughs> right, because like, then she yes, was like... Yes, of course you do, she, Bill. she pointed at herself, Please she ask like, those. Melanin. Melanin? Because he was like, you ready? He was like, oh, we're going. You're excited to go? And he's like, you're not? And she's like, um, it's 1814. I'm... Melanin. You see the, the, the color of my skin? It, the hair. The whole... Am I safe? Also, my, the hair. I look like... Okay. With the, with the accessory. The little, um, I know. Flower, feather. I was really feeling her dress. Her dress was, yes. And her, like, I... And then the little jacket. The, the jacket. Like, with the... I was feeling real it. Jane Austen, Regency era. Whew. Bill. Bill. <laughs> this is when we miss Connie a lot, because I just, I want to hear what she has to say, too. But Bill's questions are just so good. And I, and I check mm-hmm. for them now. Like, something will happen, and then I'm like, Bill better have a question, and it better be great. <laughs> and then it is. <laughs> so way to go, guys. Way to go, writers in the Doctor Who writing room. Like, another thing is, okay, so like I said, I was really, in the first five minutes, I was like, did a person of color write this? And like we said, like, hopefully there's someone in the writing room or whatever. It was written, or the person that got credit for it was Sarah Dollard. And she's, I, I, I wonder about, like, being a woman, does that have something to do with getting around? And she's also younger. So, like, the, the you know, low-key, <laughs> the usage of low-key just makes more sense, because I was like... Stephen Moffat doesn't say low-key. That doesn't get written mm-hmm. down in a Stephen Moffat script, you know? But, like, she also wrote Face the Raven, which is another, like, good, young, black character. Riggsy is in that. So I think that she's kind of got... That's true. ...a good beat Grandma on... Riggsy. Oh, I yeah. hope Riggsy comes back. And I think that... I don't... I Again, you know, still cautiously optimistic. She's a white woman. I think she's Australian, too, um, which is really interesting. I, like, went in... I kind of started to do a lot of research because I was like how did this episode happen Happen. (laughs) um Bill Anderson directed it and he also directed um some MI5 which is one of my fave shows and there was a movie made that I got by honor to watch because Jon Snow was in it I only watched it because Jon Snow was in it and actually I didn't even know I like saw it and I was like this is a tangent hey is this our first this is our first okay so awesome this is great (laughs) 
This is awesome. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, I saw it. I saw the movie, and I was like, Kit Harrington is in the spy movie. I'm watching this. And then I told Robin, and she was like, oh, it's MI5. Of course. We're going to watch this. And then it was awesome. Yeah. MI5, also known as Spooks, which they have to change the name because Spooks is a racial slur. So that's, that's how we, like, see, full circle. And I didn't even know that. I was like, why they change the name? And then my mom was like, I was telling my mom about this show that I really like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, they changed the name, just so dumb, because, like, they call Spy Spooks in, in Britain. Isn't that so British? And, and my mom was like, yeah, they changed the name. It can't be, it can't be naming the show Spooks. And I was like, why? I don't get it. I don't understand. And that's how I learned history of racial slurs. Great. So, yeah. So, I think that, like, you know, coming out the Tarvis tangent. um, Yep. Back into... I mean, I don't know. I think she did really well. I think there is something to be said about having more women in the writer's room and directing the show. And Um, youth, I think, too. And youth. I, I think one thing about Russell T. Davies and Stephen Moffat and even I would go to say um, Gaddis is that they are really tied to classic who. And so I think that there are a lot of people and I'm not sure I have to I would I would have to like triple check. But just looking at pictures of Sarah Dollard, Dollard, Dollard or whatever, I would assume that she's more tied to, to new who. You know what I mean? Like new who's mm-hmm. 10 years old now. So that. Um, you know, she could have been in high school or early college when she discovered Doctor Who and then started writing for them. Like, that is a plausible timeline. So I think that there is something, too, about celebrating what is now instead of so much classic. Right. I don't know if that made any sense. I agree. I mean, I also, I'm also still curious about, like, how many people of color they have writing for them or just, like, on the back end of the show and, like, just in general. Um... I do think like I'm and that and part of and part of that is what makes me like why I'm still like a little cautious like I'm cautious to give them too much praise because I feel like they did the bare minimum and I feel like that's what you should expect anytime there's a black person traveling back in time like it's real like yes you're not yeah. safe let's make that clear and acknowledge that but I also don't want to like be too like they like went in on racism and like right, they're right. hella this, this and woke now because they're really not like stuck to the plot like and white as fuck and like there's just the it's and i think that like it's great on the one hand because like right now bill is kind of killing it she's killing amazing it. and and i really do think that like us i don't know not really expecting much from that especially given like how they treated martha i i don't know i think i'm trying to like be really happy about what they did in this episode but also not give them too many props just because like Right, I think they that, they could have been doing this all along, and who knows if they'll continue to do it, and if like you know what I mean? Because sometimes, especially Moffat, he's the king of being like, "Look at this awesome, brilliant thing I did! I'm gonna pat myself on the back and then right. move on with whatever the fuck I want to do." So right, you know, right. Getting back to Bill, I think I want to talk about now, like the the episode, and you just want to go into Bill Phil's, or I mean, kind of, <laughs> yes. Okay, um, <laughs> that's fine. She, from the, like we said, like, from the start of the episode, she came out swinging with, like, I have questions. Uh, the TARDIS has dresses. I think I'm in love with her. Like, I, she said, <laughs> I low-key think I'm in love with her. Which, mm-hmm. then the doctor replied, me too. Of me which, too. her is the TARDIS. Us too. And then, right, I was like, and then we replied, us too. We're all <laughs> in love with the TARDIS. Um, 
That's the doctor's girl, but we all mm-hmm. we all love her. We all love her. And the the reoccurring like, you don't know how to steer this thing. <laughs> like, why are we not home? <laughs> What's going on here? Like, yeah, she has dresses and she loves trouble. I think I'm in love with her. I think Bill solidified, like I said earlier, like the questions being very questioning, but also being very skeptical of of not just like what's happening, but also of the doctor. And so I think there is this there is this moment, especially when she sees how the doctor reacts to um, the kid going under the ice. I forget his name. Pippin. No. Perry. No, uh, no. Spider. Spider. When Spider goes under the ice and the doctor grabs the sonic screwdriver and his first thing is like, oh, let's check to make sure it's okay and like get mm-hmm. out of here. I think Bill was like skeptical of, okay, we've traveled now, like, or we've had this weird encounter with Liquid Spaceship and then we've gone to the future and we had this like scary encounter with these robots and now we're out in the past and like this seems like old hat for you and this seems... Like, you should, at, like, I, at, at this point, you should be freaked out, too, that this is, like, the third time mm-hmm. some, some ish has gone down, right? And, like, and then her reaction to, like, seeing death, which was very Harry Potter to me, like, he was, like, we were just in a, in a garden of dead people. And she's, like, but they were already dead. They, they, I didn't see that, you know? Right. Which is true, right? Like, they weren't not only, not only were they already dead, they were, like, skeletons. Right. Right. Like, she didn't see... A dead like, body. she saw that kid get to it, which was a freaking, like, damn, Doctor Who, y'all just... Taking kids. Taking kids, you're drowning kids now? That's... Right. Okay. Right. That was a, yeah. The other was, thing I was thinking about, too, was that scene really reminded me of The Empty Child and the girl Mm. whose name I should have written down. Kitty. I wrote it down. Kitty was very much like... um, Nancy. Nancy. Right? Look at you. Her name was Nancy? Yes, Nancy. Her name was Nancy. uh, You're just on top of it. Um, I actually wasn't sure about that one. (laughs) (laughs) No, her name was Nancy. um, And she kind of, like, leads the other kids, even though Nancy was much older and, like, had a kid. But Bill's reaction and stuff to that I thought like was really well written and really believable because I think it's one thing to travel right like you go on vacation you don't see the like grit of a place like you sometimes you try to right but you're only there for a couple of days or whatever you're passing through you want to go to like mm-hmm. Nando's and get some chicken you don't want to like get like right sucked into the like under the lake you know what I mean and like all of a sudden there's like children being eaten eaten and then you definitely don't want all of that to happen and the guy who's who you're traveling with is like well what's next and you're just like whoa dude right we process I need to process so those are like great bill fills yeah I mean I'd really I really like I really liked the like just seeing her reaction and then like her getting angry right like she's like what do you mean like how old like I don't know I feel like with the doctor we've already gone through this process of him like really with the 50th anniversary of him kind of like reckoning with his past and finally like coming to terms with that and 
now we're seeing him like post all of that and so he's I don't know I think it's like kind of a good and the bad right like he knows all the stuff the devastation that he's left in his wake and he's like probably semi-forgiven himself also Gallifrey's back at this point so yeah so he's forgiven himself um <laughs> but at the same time like that it, it's like it's um maybe he's like just he's continuing to forgive himself for all the other stuff that goes down like after the fact you know what I mean like he's and I think Bill coming in and not she still doesn't know that well, I guess, oh, this is so weird, right? Because he's no longer the last of his kind, really, technically. Mm-mm. He hasn't killed the Time Lords. The Daleks but he are still, still has around. that memory. So, I know, and so that's, now I'm trying, now I'm really curious about that because, like, yeah, he still has that memory and that was still, like, trauma that he had to go through, but, like, he's found Gallifrey. He's talked to them, you know what I mean? Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's interacted with them now in New Who, and so I'm curious... Because it's only been that only that happened last season, so I'm curious about how that comes back into play. I don't know. It was such a huge part of his identity in New Who, um, and mm-hmm. so I'm really curious on like how, like what does he tell Bill about his people, and like how does you know what I mean? I feel like we're starting to kind of see, and I feel like as we go further into the season and like in the next seasons, we'll be able to kind of see more about how that's affected him. And I, I, I don't know. I'm still, I'm not, I don't, my brain isn't really like, wrapped I feel like that's up. not coherent yeah. just because I haven't, I don't know. I didn't think about that. Well, I like, think oh, you're too, no longer there's the like, last we have, of your kind. And, we have tons of, I think beyond the last of his kind thing, right? But I think that was a, that was an emotional thing that was unique to the doctor. But what I think is not unique to the doctor, and we have tons of like stories about immortals and how they deal with like, just life going on, even having me, um, Ashilda, in the last season, like, mm-hmm. life goes on and, and people die and you're still there. And so you your grieving process does shorten because you can't, you can't, it's, it, it, it's a, the whole of someone's life in comparison to the doctor's life is like a week, you know? Mm-hmm. So he can't, if, imagine if he grieved with the same strength as, like, humans. Like, he wouldn't be able to right. function, right? So, like, I, I think that there is something about the doctor and being the last of his kind and, and that toll and that, that emotional thing, but I think this is different. I just think that, like, for the doctor, even beyond Gallifrey and all of that stuff, to see a human life end, even a young child, even in that way, is just, like... He he go he processes it much faster because one, like he said in this episode, like he's seen it a lot. He's he's seen people die and he has killed people and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to. It's never like his go to you know thing. He tries to avoid it at all costs. Right. It I mean, like she was there when he was like, him. "We're gonna have to blow up this uh, blow up this this sanctuary." I mean, obviously he stopped it once he realized there are people on board, but he was still gonna kill all those robots right. who are basically sentient, like. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and then I think also, that, like, like, she's she's thinking, like, how many people have you killed, right? But it's like, there are a lot of species in the universe, and some of them right. aren't great. She's killed lots of Daleks. You saw them. Right. But she I was mean, I don't want to say it's justified, them. but, you know. <laughs> it was kind of justified. Um, which oh, is also a great show, by the way. I think that, like, for the... For 
the companion, there will always be these moments. I think this is the first one for Bill, and I think that was very interesting how they did it. But these moments of he's not human, his reality is different than mine, and his life is going to continue on. Like, there is this moment Mm -hmm. of, especially if they've seen a, a regeneration, but in general, like, he's 2,000 years old. I'm 24. Right. Right? Like, I think that's all Bill is, right? So, like, that is literally nothing. Like, I am, I am a second to him. Like, yeah. I can't even, I can't even put that, like, thought, like, I can't wrap my brain around that thought, and I'm just watching it. Like, you know? And then you, and then you start to think also about, like, where he spent that time, right? So, like, in like towards the end of of Amy and Rory's like run with the doctor mm-hmm. they were talking about oh yeah we think it's been like 10 years traveling with you but really it's been like 3 for like in like real in like linear time it's been 3 years they're right. like yeah we've aged like 10 years so like that's the other thing cuz then you start thinking about like all like his timeline is totally different from hers so to the point where like he's 100 and I mean sorry not 100 like 1000 and or no, nine hundred, just to what seven years ago, right? Yeah. For for her, like, so I think it also gets really complicated when then you think about like his personal timeline, and then like her timeline, and time is awesome. Time is awesome, pretty much. So time is awesome. Um, what's up with the vault? And Nardal? Yeah, I am not sure. There was some knocking, and he was oh. talking back to it. Is it Clara? No. There, we're going to get two masters in this season. Right. I forgot about that. Oh, right. Oh, so and the I, It's like, but it wasn't four knocks, was it? Oh, fuck. I got to. I don't know. Shit, can I pause it and go check real quick? <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. Damn you it. You just have to keep going. Oh, I can't we'll, remember. We'll check it out, to, we'll check it out Somebody next Somebody tell us if it was Four Knox. I don't know. I don't even think right. that's... I, I looked. I saw the next time on... I don't think we're going to see the vault next week. At least not like... Yeah. That's not the main story. Um, which I checked because the next week's episode is called Knock Knock. And I was like, well, wait a minute. We're getting this quicker <laughs> than I thought we would. But we're really not. But what if it's... But what if it's both masters? Missy? Or what if it's like Missy... And then, or what if it's, I don't even know. I feel like it has to do with them, though. Yeah. Because, yeah. Cause it's going to be interesting. I'm and trying I to remember the last time oath. we saw Missy. Like, what is this oath? Because Nardo was right. real upset. And, and, like, maybe it's, yeah. Yeah, Nardo was really and upset. And does that have to like, do with the master? And Because that, that's then what I was wondering is, like, is the oath about, because well, they left Missy on, on Scaro, right? That's what I thought. I thought they left Missy on Scaro and the mat. I mean, and like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's been a while, but then like, I could see it being like, oh, we left to, you know, we. I swore an oath to like leave you in there for some reason that could have to do with Gallifrey or could just have to do with the master being a hot mess and evil and shit. But like, yeah, not evil, misunderstood. Mm, <laughs> tried to turn everyone into Cybermen. Turned everyone into himself, which was weird. Killed was weird. the president of yeah. the United States on camera. And, turned well, the last know, humans into the Taco Fame. 
But the doctor forgave him for that, though. I don't know if anyone remembers, because he's God. I forgive you. I only have one thing to say to you. Sorry, let me stop. That episode was yeah a lot. We talked lot. about that. Talked about that last stuff. You love <laughs> last you love Tim. I love right. Tim. Um, don't love. <laughs> I actually don't really like the master like in that run very much. I'm excited um, to see him in this one. Like I'm excited to see like now you know because it's like nostalgic and I love to see time lords interact with themselves. But yeah. Wasn't my favorite, but I don't know that it was really the master's fault. It was just the writing. No, all of a sudden yeah. he eats everything He's and he a has lot. a glowy skeleton and eats people and there's a lot happening. Mm. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So, do we want to do quotes from the TARDIS now? Because we're not going to figure out what Nardal was up was all in arms about I'm, or the not. I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Quotes from the TARDIS. <laughs> Um, I told you you don't steer the TARDIS. You reason with it. How? Unsuccessfully most of the time. <laughs> I think I'm low-key in love with her, which is Bill to the TARDIS, TARDIS. and all of us. Bill standing yeah. in is all of us. <laughs> it's not really wrestling if it's not in zero gravity with tentacles. I love, like, random shit the doctor says because most of the time right. it's showing off, but it also makes no sense, like, in any context. So you're listening there like, what? Huh? He's so Dumbledore like, it sounds that lit, way. But what are you He's saying? He's so holiday Dumbledore. It's just like, what? Is. what is your life, dude? What is your, like, day-to-day existence? Mm-hmm. That you were watching Zero Graffiti wrestling. wrestling with tentacles. Who does that? Who? Where? Where do they do that at? I don't get it. Regency England, a bit more black than in the movies. So is Jesus. History is a whitewash. Love that. <laughs> so I, I was like, we talked about that. We talked about it, but still, you're right. But when he said, it's, so is Jesus, her eyes, she, she did this little like, okay. You met Jesus. Right, that and also like, you met Jesus? Have you met Jesus? You know Jesus Christ. How is it a, how is it a screwdriver in a very broad sense? How is it sonic? It makes noise. Which I feel like, <laughs> I love the screwdriver. Fuck the sunglasses. Fuck the they sunglasses. They really tried to make us buy some sunglasses. And we they were all tried like, to, and I was like, these are some, nah. you could buy, so these are some basic ass plastic sunglasses you could right. just get from some the kiosk. sunglasses. At the, at the mm-hmm. mall. Like, why, why? They're so, nah. like, they were so annoying. Like, and even when they did like cool stuff, I was just like, nah, I don't like them. I don't want it. Why are you pushing the sunglasses tech. on me? Who asked <laughs> for these? Wants it. No one wants these sunglasses. Where was the pole? Like, <laughs> As Anna likes to say. Where's the where damn the screwdriver? When people ask right. for it. Did people vote be... for the screwdriver? Cause, I mean, for the sunglasses, because I didn't remember receiving that that survey. You're not British. Census. You're not British. Okay, well, and if anyone from Britain is listening, was there a a question a questionnaire perhaps sent out like Listen, do you I have feel like sonic screwdriver or do you want sunglasses and if there if did you vote sunglasses and if so why <laughs> I just have I have a friend that lives I'm in like London Bill, I have she a lot has of no idea she has no idea about any of this but what I could do is just be like hey if you ever get a census in the mail about Doctor Who call me call me right away mm-hmm. because I'm gonna take your vote. I was being all down with the kids back there. Did you notice? And then Bill says, even my hair was cringing. 
Loved it. It was really bad. Because I was like, it. dude, so you just said hang tight. And like. Yeah, he did. He, and they and all looked at him like, I'm else, sorry? What? Because said, this is the problem. Said, he said awesome. Right. I was like, and this is not the good. This isn't the right England. time. Not the right time zone. Not the right time period at all. <laughs> They're they, like, and he's like, hey, and he's like, I'm so cool. And he's like, no, dude, like, this is, they have hang? no idea what you're saying. We don't have any rope. What? You're what are we hanging right. Tight? You're so. You didn't finish so the plan, sir. Which is actually <laughs> ironic, right? Because usually old people are really late with stuff, but this time he's super early. He's like 200 years so early. early. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what? What? I love that. Instead of being like you're so late, you're so early. <laughs> it's just a problem. It's a problem. Oh. Um, and I also love that because Bill is young, so she also was like, ooh. Right. And with her, ooh, she's cool like, dad. you're so late because hang tight. <laughs> awesome. Those things have been integrated into regular speak now. Like, it's no longer <laughs> slang. So. You're, not, you're not down with the kids. No, you're not. You're not, you're not being down with the kids. You're Doctor, not being sorry, down with it. the kids. Human progress isn't measure, measured by industry. It's measured on the value you place on a life without privilege. Um, that's kind of abridged because I didn't get the full yeah. quote. But like, yeah, I, that whole, I that. whole that. Speech, like speech. And then mm-hmm. she says, how old do you have to be to give a speech like that? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that whole speech was, it was a great, it was like the piece where they submit for Emmys. Mm-hmm. He had another one of those speeches in his first I really season. think they should submit the piece where he punches homeboy in the face. I thought that was the part. <laughs> Superb acting. This is beautiful. Also, really funny well because it's set in like 1814, but also very timely considering we were punching Nazis. Um, That's what I'm saying. In 2017. Can somebody so. like dub uh, Soldier Boy tell him <laughs> behind that? You. Yeah, please. And then the or final one, it's, I feel bad because I feel like this one should have gone before the big quote. It's fine. But um, I serve at the pleasure of the human race, which is very West Wing. I serve at the pleasure of the president. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, like, I just thought that. about. Yeah. Go ahead. I thought like this, that, that part, which I forgot, I didn't put it up, but it reminded me of that um, moment in Kill the Moon. That was season eight, right? I think it was season eight. I don't even know. I don't know titles. You have to tell me what that's about. (laughs) Sorry. So that was the one where um, the doctor took Clara and her student um, up to the moon. And then it was like, there was like an alien. The moon is an egg. And there was a moment where he was like, oh, y'all got to figure out what to do. And then he dips, which he did it like, it was a lot of things in that season didn't make a lot of sense. But the gist of it was like, I can't make this decision for you because I'm not human um, and so it's up to humans to make this decision. And in this one, it's also a similar thing where he's like, I mean, I'm, I want to say, like, somebody got to get saved, but who's getting saved? And that's up to <laughs> right. you. I it also reminds me decision. of the, um, with Oswald. Ugh. Uh, the, the snowman? Oswald. Huh? You said the snowman. The Zygons. Oh, the Zygons. Oz, oh, not Oz, not Oz. Oswin? No. Oswald. Osgood. Right? No. Clara is Oswald and also Oswin. And then there's Oswin. an Osgood. Thanks. Thanks, Moffat, for that confusion. Yeah. Thanks, Moffat. Um, they all had to have the same. I kept thinking, yeah. I kept being like, I know it's not Osgood because Osgood's Clara, but 
No. Switched it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what yeah, I mean? It's the time of the doctor, the, the night of the doctor, the day of the doctor. The day of the doctor. The, the just... refrigerator of the doctor. <laughs> yeah. The uh, midnight of the doctor. The dawn of yeah. the doctor. Ooh, the dawn of the doctor. That's a good one. You can use yeah, that. Yeah, too bad they did all of it. <laughs> they did all of those. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, it kind of reminded me of the Zygons too, which was like, y'all figure it out. If you can't figure it out, then I guess we'll erase your brain until you can. Mm-hmm. I don't but know. It's like, like it's he knows y'all what he wants to decision. happen, but he doesn't want to, yeah, impose that on them. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. So... Any final thoughts from episode three? I would like Nardle to not be in the next episode. Even though there was some meat to his, like, he, he did something this time. He was definitely there for a reason. I just don't care about Nardle. I don't, like, I get it. Okay. Like, the doctor, it's a robot, and the doctor got him to help him keep track of the vault and whatever's in the vault. I'm more interested in what's in the vault than Nardle. I get annoyed when I see dude's name in, like, the opening credits because I'm like, you don't even go here. That's just me. I feel like he's pushing into Bill's time. And I, and I think I would feel less annoyed so if they didn't, like... like, Bill fills and then, like, Nardal so, or something. So I feel like, like I feel like I would feel better about it and I wouldn't care if he was there if they didn't, like, hype him up like he was another companion. I think mm-hmm. that's my problem. If he was just there, I'd be like, cool, Nardal's fine. He's cool. He probably had cracked a few jokes and probably would have laughed. But they're like, and Matt Lucas. And I'm like, I, who gives a fuck? Not I, <laughs> said the cat. Is he Bill? Yeah. Then, is then it Pearl? No. Then no. And no. if he gets to be in the next season, I'm going to be pissed. And Bill doesn't. I'm going to have... Yeah, let's word. not go there. You're going, you're going so, you're so... You're so early. I'm cautiously <laughs> optimistic, guys. You're so early. Um, I I am really excited. I um, I feel okay. So here's the thing: it's like I feel like season eight. I want to say they had three good episodes back to back, and I was like, mm. yes, I'm in here. Maybe it was only the first episode. I'm not sure, but there was, like, I was no. I was like they had. I was gonna say, did they have three back to back? I can think of two that I like. I think the, there might have no, been I'm another one. I'm talking about like the start of the season, and I was like, or maybe it was season nine. Oh yeah, the start no, of the you're season, right. I was like, no, I am here for it, and then it. No, that was season eight. That was season somewhere. eight. You're right, and I was like, what? It was right when Danny got in, in, like introduced for real, yes. and then it was yes. like, oh, this is taking a turn. I was not expecting. I didn't realize this turn. I didn't vote on it. <laughs> I wasn't aware. It was not a consensual turn. I would like was to fair, go back. Was, was fair vote? Yeah. I didn't get to vote. Yeah. So I'm at that point, I'm at the point of nervousness now, like you said, like cautiously optimistic, but like I'm literally, mm-hmm. I, I'm at this high anxiety level of like, I am really enjoying this. Do not F it up. Yeah. Don't Straight fuck it RuPaul. Up. Please don't. Straight RuPaul. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. I was, I was talking to um, one of my coworkers uh, because we had a moment, we both found out we liked Doctor Who, and then, like, it, you know, as, you, then, as then, happens yeah. when you meet other nerds, happened. Um, but, like, a couple of days ago, he was like, so, do I need to watch seasons eight and nine? And I was like, yeah, because he had heard that season ten was really good, mm-hmm. and I was like, 
I was like, season eight is not great, but I would watch <laughs> it. And then season nine is awesome. I really like season nine a lot, but season Me eight too. is just, just garbage. Like it just like going back and thinking about it. Yeah, I was trying to tell my nerd bestie about it because she didn't watch it either, or she watched part of it or whatever. And I was like, yeah, just like she was talking to me. Yeah, she, I think she had, she stopped watching, so she didn't watch season nine. And she mm-hmm. was like talking about Clara, and I was like, yeah, it. She got better, <laughs> like, but they did so much and damage to her. They, yeah, that it, and like, I think that's one of the other things about. I think that's one of the other things about Bill, though. Right. I think that's one of the other things about Bill, though, was that, like, we we just spent, like, three, four years with Clara, and it was really rocky, and (laughs) half the people who watch Doctor Who hate her. Um, I never hated her. I was always just like, y'all are really fucking up her character. Like, you just don't know how to write this character at all. Like, you created her as a plot device, and then after that was like, oh, shit, we can keep her. So now what do we do? And, right. But this time with Bill, it's like, it, it just, it's so much better that like, then I kind of get a little mad. Like, damn, y'all really fucked Clara up. Like, right. She, Someone had said, do you think because Clara went into his time stream that she was very splintered? And I was like, I don't think they went that deep. I just think they don't, mm-mm. they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know what to do with her. I don't think it all. goes that deep. They just didn't know what to do no. with her. And like you said, like, Bill seems such a like fully formed person. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I felt like Clara did too. <laughs> like when you, and then the, and then she wasn't. And she definitely no. I think wasn't. that she started. She started off as like a thing the doctor needed to solve, and right. then once that season was over, they were like, okay, now we have to give her a backstory with like in family and like give her her own plot device. And they're like, let's bring in this boyfriend who's gonna talk shit about the doctor that he just met has no, knows nothing about. I'm going to show you who he really is, how you've only met him for five minutes, but it's cool. I'm saying, like, the person that Clara was when he was trying to solve her, like, when she was the impossible girl, and, Mm -hmm. like, he's still taking her, like, and the the kids that she was nannying, like, a couple of places, and, like, they had done things that she felt like a, like a completely realized person, and then, you know, plot happens, why couldn't she go back to being that person? Like, I just was kept... Right. Like, being, I feel like, like they changed so, so much without, time like... Stream, but her, like, person should still be... I don't know. Yeah. Don't there know. were a lot of weird things that happened. Uh, I... I don't know. I just think that they're doing really well right now. And like you said, I'm a little nervous that they're gonna fuck I'm, it I'm up. And that's why anxiety. I keep saying... I keep saying I'm cautiously optimistic because I'm like... <laughs> These last three episodes have been lit. They've been really good. And Bill has been amazing. And I know, like, at the very least, they'll have a sleep no more. Because season nine, I really liked. Like, I loved. Sleep no more, though. But because because it was in the middle of a season that was really good. Like, it was pretty solid. And then it happened. And because the season was had been so solid leading up to that point, when it happened, I don't know. I was like, am I tripping? Like, did I just miss it? And I was, was, am I, because I hadn't had a lot of sleep. I was tired. So I was like, maybe it's just me and I just need to rewatch it. And then I rewatched it and I was like, no, it's like objectively not good. So I'm like, I feel like maybe at least because Doctor Who tends to be like, it's been on so long, there tends to be ups and downs. I don't expect that every episode is going to be perfect, but I do really, really hope that this season kind of, at least generally, is, like, consistently good. 
Right. And that bill is consistently like herself. Right. It's definitely not a season two. And yeah. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) on that note, check out (laughs) blackgirlscreate.org. Read Connie's writing at the New York Daily News and you can follow us, all of us, on Twitter. Um, You can find us at We Black and Nerds. Um, that us being basically me and Viana together at We Black and Nerds. And you should also watch uh, Game of Thrones with us. We're doing a Game of Thrones we rewatch. Hashtag MBGMD. More black girls, yep. more dragons. You can follow Viana at Yana underscore Hallows, where you can get some really great gifts and unnecessary feelings on your timeline without asking for them. You can follow How me How many unnecessary at feelings do I tweet? Like, in relation to you. Or Connie. Connie. I am not the feelings person. I talk about (laughs) dragons and the robot apocalypse and ice cream. That's what I talk about. And ice cream. Oh, but wait, what was the second one? The robot apocalypse. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I have been tweeting so much about the robot apocalypse. I saw an artificial womb on my timeline last week. I was like, "Mm, how about... We don't do that. There was a there was a thing that was like soothing a baby, and I was like, "Y'all just gonna let robots comfort our children?" Yep. And someone was like, "That looks like more of an appliance than a robot." I was like, "That's what they want you to think." Constant Mm -hmm. vigilance. Stay vigilant. Yeah. Agents of Shield got me fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I had this whole dream that I was in the framework. And it was so out of pocket that I woke oh, myself God. up. I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> and then I just was up at like four in the morning. Just eyes open. Like I was starting to get drowsy. You know, you start blinking. I was like, nope. I'm not going back in there. You can't That's make me hilarious. go back in there. That's hella funny. Okay, um, where can we follow you? You can follow me at Robin underscore Ravenclaw. Robin with a Y. Um, I tweet a lot about politics, Dr. Oh, Harry Potter and the robot apocalypse and the Yamla. I like to retweet Yamla. She does like to retweet Yamla. Tread carefully. Just to put a little Harry Potter spin on it. Um, and you can follow Connie at Constar24, um, and hashtag Tarbis to let us know your thoughts. Let us know your favorite Tarbis quotes, um, or Tardis quotes. <laughs> and um, join our Slack where we have a channel dedicated to conversations about Doctor Who. And thanks for listening. Yep. You can join us next week when we discuss episode four, Knock Knock. Basically, Bill moves into a new house and the landlord in the house is creepy and the doctor's like, hmm, we should check it out. And then yeah. who knows what happens after that. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. See you next week. The black girls have the box.